Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? to today's podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. I, as always, am just so excited that you're here, and I am very excited for the scripture that God has put on my heart the last couple of weeks for today. Um, So I know that he's been dealing with my heart. He's dealing with yours, too. So I am really looking forward to digging in. You know, I I'm sitting here and I'm recording the 38th podcast episode, and I cannot believe that we're already recording the 38th podcast episode. It's just, it's, I know when we first started this, I wasn't sure that I would get through four or five of them, and it's just been such a blessing in my life. I'm so grateful for each one of these podcasts, for each person who's listening, for each person downloading and sharing the podcast, and for each person who has encouraged me and prayed for me and with me in doing this. God is so good, and His Word is so powerful. That's the goal of these podcasts, to get his word out there, to get his word into people's minds and into people's hearts and to help people apply his word in their everyday lives and in their walk with the Lord because we're told to live by his word. So we can't live by it if we never dig into it and we don't know it. I'm so grateful to be able to share my heart with others through these podcasts. Each one of them, I can promise you, has taught me something or dealt with my heart in some way to help me and to enable me to continue in my walk with the Lord. It's so true, y'all that the Holy Spirit deals with us in our own personal lives when we dig into His Word, especially if we're digging into His Word with the intention of sharing it with others. He has taught me. He's convicted me. He has enlightened me in some way, shape, form, or fashion before and during these podcasts. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit deals with us through His Word and opens our eyes to see things. So only the Holy Spirit can do that. I pray that the same thing is happening in your lives as you listen to the podcast and dig into God's Word and allow the Holy Spirit to teach you and speak to you and minister to you. That is so important. And I'm thinking when I go home to be with Jesus, these podcasts will be here 
for my children, for my grandchildren, and for any who are left here after I'm gone and they'll be able to listen to God's word. Um, My prayer is that these podcasts will continue to encourage people to just dig into God's word and be able to apply it in their own walk with the Lord. That's my prayer. So let's get started with today's podcast. I want to spend some time in 1 Chronicles 22 verse 19 today. And it tells us that we're to set our heart and our soul to seek the Lord. So what does that look like in our everyday lives? Last week, we talked a little bit about what happens when we pray and how the place where we are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually should be shaken when we pray. So today, I want to talk a little bit about the mindset and the heart set, um, the soul set, where all of that needs to be so that when we pray, the place where we are is shaken and we are filled with the Holy Spirit and then we can go out and boldly speak the word of God. So before we go any further, let's pray. Let's go before the Lord um, and invite him to just be in our midst and invite the Holy Spirit to teach us today. Lord, I just, I'm so grateful. I am so grateful to be here today digging into your word. I am so grateful for the conviction that has come in my own life through the word that you've given me today. I pray for each person, Lord, who may be listening to this podcast. You know right where they are in their walk with you. You know right where they are mentally and spiritually and physically. I pray for them, O God, that today, would be the day that your word speaks to them very loudly where they are. Not my words, but your words, Lord, would come shining through today as we dig in and study your word. I pray, Lord, that that all distractions would be set aside and blocked. I pray that anything that would try to hinder your word today would be removed and blocked in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you are right here with us. I thank you that you meet us where we are. I thank you that you are almighty God. And I pray you and I pray that as we dig in now to first Chronicles chapter 22 verse 19 that you would open our hearts and our minds that we would hear it that we would receive it that we would understand it and that we would be able to apply it in your precious name Jesus I pray amen okay now first Chronicles chapter 22 verse 19 says now Set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise, therefore, and build the sanctuary of the Lord God, so that you may bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. So let's break this verse down. We need to talk about the word now in this scripture. It says, now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord God. And we may park here for a minute because there's so much meat in this one section of this verse. It says now, which to me would indicate that we don't need to wait to take whatever action is coming next. So how often do we wait to pray when we feel the Holy Spirit touching our hearts to pray for someone or pray with someone? How often do we wait? Do we hesitate? 
Someone will ask us to pray for them and we tell them we will, but then we get busy and we forget it or it just becomes something we say. I'll pray for you. And then we go on about our business and we don't even think about it anymore. So it's important that when we come across those situations, when the Lord opens our hearts to them, that we think now. Let me pray right now. We can take that person by the hand and pray for them if if they will allow us and if the Holy Spirit leads us to. Or we can take a minute and say a prayer right then. It's so important. How often do we wait to read our Bibles and then get busy doing something else and never get back around to picking up our Bibles? When we feel that that prick in our spirit, that tug in our hearts to read God's word, there's something in there that he wants to show us. It's important that now we pick up our Bibles and we read God's word. Or how often do we wait to go to the Lord's house? What excuse do we give not to go to the Lord's house? It's raining. It's cold. I've been working or going to school all week, so I need a day to just stay home. The COVID-19 thing is going on. What excuses do we use not to do something now? I'll do it later. How often has the Holy Spirit put someone on our hearts to reach out to and we say to ourselves, I'll do it later? And then never reach out to that person. A missed opportunity, a missed Kairos moment. We never know if we don't stop and listen to the Holy Spirit tugging at us to do something and then take action and do it. All of these things are important when our goal is to set our hearts and minds on seeking the Lord our God. All of these things are tools or exercises in the spirit that will help us keep our minds, our hearts, and our souls set on seeking God. When we ignore them, we miss opportunities not only to help encourage and point others to the Lord, but also to help us in our own walk to keep seeking the things that are above, as Colossians 3 tells us, and to set our heart and soul to seek the Lord our God, as our verse today, 1 Chronicles 22, 19 tells us. Now means at the present time or moment. So there are those times when we are going to need to act immediately to set our heart and soul to seek the Lord. We must decide in whatever circumstance we're in, in whatever's happening in that moment, to set our heart and our soul to seek the Lord God. So in those moments when we feel that tug to say a prayer for someone or to reach out to someone or to pick up our Bibles, in that moment, we have to be diligent about seeking God with our heart and our soul and saying, I will do it and I will do it right now. We have to make that decision. Now, one of the definitions for set, it means to lay or stand something in a specified place or position. It also means to put or bring into a specified state. So we're told to immediately bring our heart and soul into a place where we are seeking God when we are facing a situation or a circumstance that would move our heart and soul away from a place of seeking God. We are told to intentionally now set our heart and our soul on seeking God. 
We can use scripture to help remind us to set our heart and soul to seek the Lord our God. Colossians 3, 1, we just talked about it, says, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is. It's an ongoing decision process in our daily lives. Verse 2 of Colossians 3 says, to set our minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. It's important to remember here, I think, that Sometimes those things that are on the earth that Colossians is talking about are the things that are running through our minds, the circumstances we're facing, the hardships that we may be going through in our lives, but they can also be things that we're putting before our relationship with Jesus. The things on earth can be things that our hearts are more attached to than God. Things that we put before spending time with God. Things that we put before spending time in prayer or Bible study or assembling together in his name. Things that we would rather be doing than spending time with our Lord. It's important for us to think about this because it's so easy to just go through the motions in life. We need to acknowledge that there are things in our own lives that we would rather be doing than reading our Bibles, spending time in prayer, going to church, studying God's word. We have to be honest in that. And then when we acknowledge them, recognize them and admit that they're there, we can then lay them at the feet of Jesus and ask him to help us put his word prayer and our relationship with him at a higher priority than other things in our lives. We can't do that if we're constantly telling ourselves how important God is to us, but our actions never prove that. We have to now set our heart and our soul to seek the Lord our God and be aware of the things that we can do that will enable us to help set our heart and our soul to seek the Lord our God. First Chronicles twenty two nineteen is very much a call to action in a Christian's life. We are to immediately set our heart and soul to seek the Lord our God. Our heart and our soul, our emotions and our mind must be in line and both must be set to seek the Lord our God. They must both be directed to seek the Lord. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. We should be praying Psalm 51.10 on a regular basis in our lives. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Otherwise, one will kind of override the other. We want them to line up together under the will of God so that we're seeking the Lord our God with our heart and our soul. Now, let's talk about the word seek for a minute. Seek means to attempt to find or desire to obtain or achieve. When you think about that definition in the context of 1 Chronicles twenty-two nineteen, it means that we are to immediately set our heart and soul to find or desire to obtain the Lord our God. That's what it means. We are to set our heart and our mind immediately. Whatever's going on, whatever's coming at us, whatever's hitting us, we're going to have to take a step back and just set our mind and our heart and our soul and our entire being on seeking God in whatever that situation might be, in whatever that mindset might be, 
in whatever that angry moment might be or that fearful moment, whatever it is, we have to set our heart and our soul to seek the Lord God, the Lord our God. Think about that for a second. Do we desire to obtain more of the Lord our God? Do we desire to achieve a closer walk with the Lord our God? Do we desire to obtain or achieve growth in our relationship with the Lord our God? Honestly, do we? Do we seek those things? Do we desire those things? I have to be honest here and just say there have been times in my life when growing in my relationship with the Lord was not something that I actively sought or even really thought about all that much. Psalm 37, 4 and 5 says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him also and he will do it. The key here is delighting in the Lord and committing our way to him. When we do that, the desires of our heart line up with his will. Set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord, your God. Let's talk about what your God means here. I try in most of the podcasts to share what it means to be a Christian, to share what it means to become a Christian, to share what it means to be a follower of Christ, a disciple of Jesus, I can't even tell you how important it is to understand what that means. In order for God to be your God, you must accept Jesus, his son, as your Lord and Savior, the Lord of your life. You must repent, turn away from your sin. That's what repent means, turn away from it. Seek forgiveness of your sin and accept Jesus as the perfect sacrifice for your sin. There's no other way to get to God because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I remember when the Lord spoke to my heart and had me come to know him as my personal savior. I remember that. It's so important that we understand what that means. Acts 4.12 says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind by which we must be saved. And if we read back up in verse 10 of Acts 4, we see that they're talking about the name of Jesus there. John 14, 6 says, and this is Jesus speaking, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So in order to set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God, you must accept his son Jesus Christ as your Savior so he will be the Lord your God. It's so important. I'm asking you, is he your God? Have you accepted him as your Savior? Let me encourage you to accept the Lord Jesus as your Savior like right now. Right where you are. You don't need a fancy prayer. You don't need a specific location. You just need a heart that's turned to Jesus in repentance. And if you would like to know more about accepting Jesus as your Savior, or if you have accepted Jesus as your Savior and you just have questions, then please contact me. You can message 
my me on the Walk by Faith with Diana Facebook page, or you can email me at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. I would love to talk with you and pray for you in your walk with the Lord, especially if you've just come to know him as your Savior or the Lord is tugging at your heart to come to know him. So don't forget, I will be here to help you and pray with you and walk with you and talk with you about this because we want you to understand. I want you to understand how special it is to know Jesus as your Savior. Okay, let's look at the rest of 1 Chronicles twenty-two nineteen. I told you there was a lot of meat in this verse, right? And we barely scratched the surface of it. I don't know that we'll finish this whole thing today, but anyway... Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise, therefore, and build the sanctuary of the Lord God. Here's another call to action. Arise, therefore, and build. Once we understand that we have to make a conscious decision, second by second, moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, to set our hearts and minds to seek the Lord. And once we begin to practice that, we will then be called to more action. There will be another call to action. We're going to have to use those disciplines that we've learned. David has charged his son Solomon to build a house for the Lord. And in this verse, He's commanding the leaders of Israel to help Solomon in that task. David's heart was to build a house for the Ark of the Covenant. He wanted to build a house for the Lord. But the Lord told him no, because he was a man of war and much bloodshed. But he, but God would allow Solomon, David's son, to build the house for the Lord. It's important, I think, to remember here that David did not lay down and quit when God told him he could not build the house. In 1 Chronicles 17, when Nathan gave David the word from God that he was not to build the house, David prayed and worshiped God. He then set things in motion to help his son Solomon build the house. 1 Chronicles 17, 1 through 4 is all about the preparation that David made so that Solomon could do what God called him to do. That's exactly what we are called to do. We are to help others in their walk with the Lord. Pray for them, encourage them, teach them, walk with them, help them grow closer in their walk with the Lord. Help them learn from our experiences and our walk with the Lord. Charge them to complete the calling that God has given them as David did with Solomon. It's so important that we have a heart to disciple people for the Lord, to disciple those around us. David's life, his walk with the Lord, helped him teach his son how to walk with the Lord himself. We need to be aware of our walk, our relationship with Jesus, so that we can help others in theirs and our life be a living testimony for the Lord Jesus. Build the sanctuary of the Lord God. Build means to construct something by putting parts or material together over a period of time. Sanctuary means a holy or sacred place, a place that provides safety or protection, a building or room for worship. Let's think about that for a second. 
What are we building with our lives? Piece by piece, moment by moment. Are we building a sanctuary of the Lord God for others to see, for others to trust, to learn from, be safe in? And by safe, I mean that we are living and speaking the truth of God and they are safe to learn from us in that. What kind of sanctuary are we building with the parts and material we are allowing into our everyday lives? That's powerful when you think about it. That is what really hit me with this scripture. So I think I'm going to close for now because there's so much more, but we'll have to dig into it next week because there's just too much to keep going here. There's so much more to learn from this verse. I encourage you to pick up your Bibles this week and turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 19. Read it. Pray over it. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you in it. Feel free to email me again at walkmyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com with some of what the Holy Spirit is showing you or any questions you might have or just something that you'd like to see us go over. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Don't forget to visit the website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. You can access all of the podcasts there, and I have several Bible studies and devotions there as well. And I'm working on a few devotions to add to what's already there, so you guys can be praying for me in that. So we'll do this again next week. Until then, I pray you are blessed and encouraged as you continue to walk by faith and not by sight.